This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, and Joe. Today's special guest, Sean, who took a rocket straight to the head while tying his boots. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the first of many veteran trash talk hours. Big thanks to my brother-in-law, Andrew French, for the intro song. And a big shout-out to my fam, newly promoted staff, Sergeant Finney. He's a recruiter in uh, West Virginia, and he uh, once filed an EO complaint on me. But you know what? Don't worry. I don't, I don't hold that against you. I'm your host, Nick, and with me is Dave, Joe, and, of course, our special guest, John. Uh, let me introduce Joe. All right, Joe is the unemployed lumberjack-looking motherfucker who uh, currently works at Home Depot as an interpreter for illegal uh, illegal immigrants. He's a huge Ohio State fan, and it turns out he, he pees sitting down. So, uh, hey, I appreciate having you here, Joe. I love you, man, and uh, good to go. All right, well, hey, I can't uh... – I got nothing for you on that. That was uh, that was a beautiful intro. Thank you. I'm I'm honored to be here. Um, it is now my um distinct pleasure to introduce you to Dave. And where do I begin to uh, properly introduce Dave? Um, I'd feel remiss if I didn't mention his failed attempt at uh, impersonating Slim Shady and his uh gutsy attempt to break into the German hardcore gangster rap scene. Uh, to no avail. After having his uh, first two LPs go triple plastic, Dave thought, what'd I do with that recruiter's number? And the rest is history. So I'll let this man take it over from here. Dave? Yeah. Dave? yeah. All right, I got you. See it hard. No, I, I, yeah, that's true. Definitely true. My gangster rap career in Germany didn't work out. For, um, but I'm glad to be on this show um, with Britson, Nick, my buddy Shaner. Uh, we're going to have some good times on here. I'm supposed to introduce Nick. So like, I could have written a lot of stuff about Nick. Um, sadly, I've known this guy since, like, 2004. And as we all know, this motherfucker loves hearing himself talk. Even more than he likes spending literally all of his time trolling people on Facebook. I mean, has anybody ever been on Nick's Facebook or watched his social media? He is deeply in love with his voice and the way, you know, he just thinks he's the best and God's gift to Earth. So I am happy to be here with him. But uh, he is the biggest troll, kind of like a Facebook tear, whatever. But uh, I'm going to hand the mic over to him and let him talk about this page and let us let him talk about Veteran Trash Talk and kind of go from there and what we're trying to do with this thing. Over to you, Nick. All right. Hey, awesome. Thanks, guys. Uh, big shout out to uh, Kadisha who uh, set up this page for us. Uh, she, she did a solid job. Uh, big help. And then uh, obviously to Suds. Uh, we got our little Asian back there doing the maestro on the all the technology stuff. We don't know how to do that. But we started this page pretty much just talk trash to each other, man, to talk shit. All right, you're a Marine. That's cool. You eat crayons. You know, you're in the Navy. Nobody really cares. Um, but we'd also like to acknowledge, you know, veteran suicide. Uh, we know that it's crazy. We know that the numbers are stupid high. I mean, more than one is too much. But I... I posted something on the page the other day from a buddy of mine who lost his old first sergeant. His old first sergeant committed suicide. And in the obituary, all right, his family literally said when he got out of the army, he lost everything. Like he, he missed it. He missed it so much. Um, so 
if this page saves one life, I don't care what else happens. So this page is for you to come on, you know, talk to us. We're going to tell you to, you know, to, you know, to get over it and, you know, ranger up or whatever. But people have no idea the brotherhood and sisterhood that we miss, you know. And so just having that ability to talk to each other and, you know, share stories with people that know exactly what we're talking about is awesome. We're also going to use it for a platform for veterans to promote businesses. So people, somebody asked me what's the big difference about the page is, you know, we're not going to ever be like, oh, well, we can't put that on here. All right. Um, we are going to promote your business. All right. If you're a veteran, all right, put it out there. We'll, we, will, we will blast it out. And obviously, the more you share us, the more your businesses get exposure. But grab your drinks. All right. Enjoy life. Enjoy the, you know, enjoy everything. Uh, stay live, stay afterwards. We're only live for an hour, so stay afterwards. And uh, if you're on Discord, and we'll chat, then we'll talk, we'll start out whatever you guys want to talk about. So, without further ado, with us is John, the man of the hour. All right, John is a really, really good friend of ours. Okay, everything he, everything that happens is an absolute conspiracy theory to him. Okay. So if you ever wandering around somewhere in Pennsylvania and you see a guy running around naked with tinfoil on his head, all right, that's John. All right, that that that's what John does. All right, um, he can't. We'll, we'll try it today, maybe if he wants to, but he can't stand up without closing his eyes. When he closes his eyes, he falls over because his equilibrium's all fucked up. And uh, the reason why is because he took a fucking rocket to the head. So like, I mean. Up, but that didn't happen to me. So, John, without further ado, man, I'd love to have you on the show. Please, uh, please tell us your story, man. Tell us what's going on. My story was from a beautiful Baghdad night in 2009, January 2009, and our it was all of our second deployments, I believe. And actually, it was a pretty sweet gig. Like, I got hooked up. Like, I wish I could have left with you guys, but I went over to that artillery battalion to do their uh, target platoon and compared to our first deployment in Samara and being stuck in conixes and 30 of us in uh, rooms on bunk beds, it was kind of nice to have my own room and everything. I thought it was nice to have my own room. Maybe if it was a different room, it would have went a lot better. But either way, so January 10th, just hanging out. We It, it was a pretty cool guy job. Like We only had to go on raids and... Uh, we only really did uh, prisoner transport and raids. That's about it. Like a couple of times we just went and walked to the board. But uh, the Cordell Stewart, uh, actually, it probably came from your sector, so I'm a little disappointed that it made it my way. But the Cordell Stewart, a 107 rocket happened to hit my room that I had the internet and was living the dream. And I don't know what's wrong with civilians. I try to tell everyone it was a blast, but they kind of look at me like I'm crazy when I do, but you're fucking crazy. I think it's funny, but yeah. either way, I had this young team leader that I want to give a shout out to who is, I, I don't know if he's here. I texted him earlier, but uh, Jake Mammy, one of my team leaders, he was actually with me. And the funniest story about it was, is he had a little, we'll say 18 year old girlfriend. And uh, she was trying to send pictures to him, and I'm and uh, nobody else had the internet, so I was like, I got you, I got you, you're my boy, I got you. So freaking here we are sitting in the room, pulling up freaking Gmail. We pull up the click, 
click on the link and that's what it fucking happened. I didn't exactly know what the fuck happened, but something happened at first. Like, and everybody's like, well, what'd you do then? I was like, well, I picked my ass up off the floor first. And then I freaking, well, it was all dusty and shit. So I left and I never really knew exactly what for a little while later. I thought like it was a time when uh, there was a lot of like Iraqi police attacking U.S. So I thought my room got fragged or the 107 rocket and that dude laid it on my room. But luckily I'm still here and everybody says I'm being alive. But then again, there's a thousand rooms on the fob. So how lucky am I? Yeah, yeah. I remember and when you got split up from us. We all fought it. We all fought you getting split up, but you know that's that's just the way it is. So hey, you keep sucking back that Bud Light Orange, you know, because we won't hold it against you because you have a fucking head injury. But um, I got a question for you. What, What's uh, up, buddy? When you were at WTB, all right, when you were in that transition time, because you're a, you're a wounded war hero, right? Like. You actually faced the enemy in close combat. Uh, you know, you had one guy blow up a suicide vest in front of you. You survived that, too. Um, and then you were in formation with a guy that I think was he arguing with an ATM machine. How did that go? How did WTB, how did that transition go? Actually, if I could tell you the truth about it, this was in 2000. In 2009, I got, right after it happened, I got medevaced out to uh Blood and then launch stool. And the craziest thing, then they, they did like a TBI test, so I had to go back to the state. But the craziest thing, this is kind of off track, but when I got to Walter Reed, like the next day, I'm walking down the sidewalk and Culpepper's still there. And I was oh, like, wow. whoa, dude, I was like, what are you doing here? And he had a giant hole in his leg on top of it, but. Whew. I mean, I didn't even know. Did you guys know that when he went out through Balad, like a mortar hit him too? Yeah. 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 Is that, I sure didn't did. know that until I saw him. Or either that or I forgot. But the WTB, when I was there, there was some issues, but it was all new. If you know what I mean. And I haven't been there in seven. I, I wasn't really a fan of it. It took years. To, I tried to stay in, but I couldn't. Like after that was a year, and it took like another two to get out. So, hey, how long? How long from uh, when you were hit to, uh, when you got back to Bragg? How long did that take? I got hit January tenth, and I think by like the twentieth, I was in uh, D.C. I went to D.C. first, so Walter Reed. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. I was wondering is sometimes with a head injury, you know, you got uh, short-term memory loss and stuff like that. I was wondering if you remembered who picked you up. Um, at Bragg, do you remember that weekend? Yeah, <laughs> parts yeah, well, of so it. Do I, so do I, because I took you out to it, and I think we racked up about a three hundred dollar bar tab, and you were feeling just fine to order the drinks. But all of a sudden, when the tab came around, it was I just got hit with a rocket a week ago. You know that old chestnut, and you just disappeared. So oh, I'm that, just making sure that we both remember that. That was the migraines. You got pay up though to hang yeah. out with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. As soon as, that tab, as soon as that tab showed up, all of a sudden he just got hit with a rocket and he's got this. Yeah. I mean, oh, I just want to make sure you remember. Yeah, they come on out of nowhere. You never know when they're coming, no warning. Yeah. 
Hey, Shaner, on a serious note, though, like for all the vets, you know, that are listening and everybody, it's like transitioning out thing. Like, you know, what kind of challenges did you face with the VA and, you know, working on getting disability, things like that? I mean, you know, there's a lot of people watching that are probably getting ready uh, to get out, you know. When I was getting out, like I said, it was new, a smoother transition now. But one of the biggest problems that I had with that brain injury is this is something that I kind of wanted to bring up because it's kind of a mess and I'm not sure how it happened. But uh, when I was there, I had an issue. And even with the VA, too, like when I first got out, till I kind of fixed it myself because you know who we are. But because I had the brain injury, I would go to see a psychiatrist and they'd say, hey, man, uh, you're fine with this, but you're problems are all psych uh psychological so you need to go see the psychiatrist and you go see the psychiatrist and they would say hey man your your problems are uh from that brain injury this personality blah 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 from the brain injury so you got to go see them and it kind of was just like you just got bounced back and forth but nobody really did anything to and that's the thing that really bothered. i mean i'm sure it's better now like i said this was a decade ago like that was kind of an issue because I didn't really know what was wrong with me. And it, it felt you went to one place and told you it was the other thing. And then you go to that place and they tell the thing you came from. So there was kind of a what's going on here moment. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. What did I call the rocket that hit you? Oh, man. I don't think I gave it. A, I remember telling a story a bunch of time. I, was, I, I kind of turned it into a moment. Like you guys all remember that Cordell Stewart Hail Mary? Yeah, that's all I can think of. That's all I can think of when I associate I, 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 I remember, with it. I remember it. <laughs> yeah, no, you I, should. Uh, he wants to know what it, what you called it is a 107 millimeter rocket. So it's oh a yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a 107 millimeter Katusha rocket. And honestly, I did get really lucky. Like after the fact, like if you if you if you ignore the fact, it hit my room out of all. The, the other room saying i wish it hit anybody else and i'm just saying i'm not that lucky but like even the eod guys like afterwards like said like they're like man that should have stopped your heart how are you here and i'm like i don't know but mammy is too there's a guy with that team leader and i never got to see that picture and that's been bothering me ever what we're also going to do here is uh the soapbox so every week one of the hosts will get a soapbox and Seeing as I'm the most talented one here, uh, I'll get the first soapbox. Uh, I had to talk. I, I didn't want to talk politics, but one of the only few questions that was presented on the page was, you know, why are a lot of veterans conservative and but they love the socialist, you know, army? <laughs> so it, 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 I'm not going to get into the real political aspect of it, but. I have been in some units where it felt like socialism, right? And then, but the majority of units I've been in, I've had tremendous leadership, and it didn't quite feel like socialism because it wasn't. So you have a, a structured hierarchy that says it's their way or the highway. So if you're a leader that feels like the army socialism, it's because you're making it that way, all right? Um, you are saying that nobody else matters below you. All right. My idea is the only idea that works. And then we're going to put you all in line and you guys are going to go. So if you tell somebody to sit down and shut up in color, all right, their brain is going to shut off. 
right? So you have to promote an environment of growth. And anybody who knows anything about economics and the history of the world, socialism hasn't grown anything except starvation, right? And that's what you'll do to your unit if you're a socialist type leader. You tell everybody to shut up and get in line. Their brains are going to shut off. And that's it, right? And like I said, I was fortunate, right, to have a bunch of leaders that allowed me to talk, allowed me to give my opinion. All right. I didn't always get my answer, but that's that's where the hierarchy actually comes in, because you're not thinking two, three levels up in the military. Sometimes most privates aren't thinking of more than what's going on tomorrow night. So, yes, you do have to get in line in the military. However, comma, if you're a leader and you promote growth in your organization, you promote people to use their brain, which means you don't tell them how to think. Right. You, you give them the guidelines and you let them come up with ideas. So the Army's not socialist. I know that every time I beat Dave in push-ups, which was rare, but I would do it once in a while, right? He didn't get the extra ones that I that I did, right? My score was higher than his, right? And when I always ran faster than him, he didn't get those extra minutes, you know? And guess what? When I did what I was supposed to do, I got promoted faster, right? That's not socialism, right? Like So I got to go to the board quick and all that kind of stuff past the board. All right. There was no equal treatment to everybody. I, I passed all them motherfuckers. Right. So it is what it is. It's the unit you make it. Um, so that ends that debate pretty much. So then the last part of my soapbox is I'm going to talk about Joe. All right. So Joe called me this morning and said, don't talk about me because my family's watching. Um, well, that just triggered something to me, Joe. So I wasn't going to talk about you. but this is America, right? You try to censor me, all right, we're going to talk. People don't know this about Joe, unless you do know him, but he was shot in the arm, right? He was shot in the arm in Iraq, all right? And he bled like a stuffed pig from the smallest fucking wound you've ever seen, right? I'm, I'm talking tiny, right? And he cried, and he cried, and he cried, and it was just like, Joe, you're shot in the arm. Like, stop. Get over it, right? So I'm on the maneuver element. I'm on the maneuver element that day, right? That night, actually. So I'm coming around on a flanking maneuver, and I I see the guy that shot Joe, right? And the assassin Tito, you know, old Rivera, you know, shot a thousand rounds at this guy and put a bullet in his head. But we don't know that, right? So we 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 put a full uh, a couple more bullets in him, you know, make sure that he's dead, and then uh. I stepped on his head and his head caved in, right? So I, I got I got this guy's like brains all over my boot, right? So now I got problems, right? So I, I had I kept those boots. I didn't wash them for a while, um, but eventually they got too bad. I had to throw them away. However, the biggest problem is is because ever since that day he has peed sitting down. So I want to bring it to the community. To is it okay for a man to sit down and pee? Like, maybe if you're playing on your phone. But I mean, like, he's every time because that be a hole in his arm, and he uh, he's got a piece in his arm out. No, no, I uh, I remember the night differently. Obviously, um, you know that's okay. I do. I remember like I was on my way to the aid station and I just, I hear this like, 
really high pitched, like cracking voice. And uh, you know, he was what are you, Nick? Six two, six three. The the way he collided, I mean, I I actually saw the crocodile tears because he thought that I was really hurt, and uh, he was really really upset about it. And I could see how he could like turn that over, but he was the first person I saw when I got out of the truck, and uh, um, he was pretty shook up about it. So, uh, no, everything else though was pretty spot on. Yeah, yeah, I was I was shook up because I mean we, I was. <laughs> I was glad to have that guy's brains on my boots, but I was like, man, did Joe get killed? You know, like, so, but not. That's been the crying. debate. That's been the debate, though, is like, Nick says, is it, okay, is it worse to sit down and pee than it is to uh, miss the bathroom door completely and uh, just piss sitting down in the shower with the curtain wrapped around you? So, I don't know. I, I guess we're both guilty, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I recall that night. I wasn't out. Uh, that night. Yeah, you, no, listen. You came in. Hey, hey, you came into the aid station, right? And Squires was like doing his job and wrap, wrapping everything up. And uh, first time Perez comes through, took one look at me and goes, "You're not Rivera." And I was like, "Yeah, Roger, I know." And he turned around and walked out. I was like, "Man, I'm not on his radar yet." That was awesome. He goes, "You're not Rivera." Oh, I, remember, I remember that when when. First sergeant thought that it was Rivera hurt. He was destroyed. And then when he goes in there and finds out that it's you, he's I'm like, yeah, saying. I don't know what about you. No. <laughs> I remember that. Nobody cares, nobody cares about that guy. After he'd been in my unit for like one week, yeah, I thought it was about face, I'm going back to bed. Yeah. Oh, man. That same that same time is when he got mad at me for not killing that guy in that blue bongo truck, you know. So I'm a I'm a I'm a brand new soldier, right? I don't know I don't know what the hell I'm doing, and they give me this fifty cal, right? So like I gotta fire this fifty cal at people I've never fired fifty cal before, but you know, I test fired it, so I knew what I was doing, right? I'm good to go. And, uh, we're sitting there in a blocking position, and I can see this the the they cut off traffic. And I can see this blue bongo truck. And I can see this idiot in the driver's seat, right? He's not a terrorist, right? He's not he, – he's just stupid, right? And he's he's looking he's looking to see if he can go to the left. And there isn't anybody blocking the left, but he has to go around a vehicle, right? And so I'm watching him. I'm like, dude, come on. I've only been in country for, like, friggin' a week. Don't make me, like, blast this civilian right now for no reason, right? I'm I'm, like, in my head, I'm racing, right? But they gave me the EOF class, right? And so, yeah, this truck pulled around because he's stupid. So I, I, I show him the stupid flag they gave us, right? I show him this flag, right? Like he's not paying attention to the flag, right? I'm yelling, right? I'm yelling at the guy, right? And so then now I'm like, okay, it's game time. So I popped the little fake safety out that we put the round under the trigger because 50 miles back then had no safety. So you, you, you click that out. And, like, he's still coming, and I'm pointing this 50 cal at him. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give him one more shot at life. So I rack it. Right? I rack it, and he sees me rack it. And that must be the international sign of, like, I'm fucked. Right? So like, everyone, everyone speaks that language. Everyone knows that, right? Yeah. So he, he squeals on the brakes. Right? And, well, it scares First Sergeant. First Sergeant's back was to it. He turns around, and he's like, control. And I'm like, what's the first Sergeant? He's like that motherfucker should be dead, you know? And I'm like, I, 
I did what I was supposed to do. But now, like, now, like, when you miss that formation, he hates you because you're new. I'm new. Now he hates me, right? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, why? You know, like, I did what I was supposed to do. And then, but anyways, I ended up smoking some dudes with a sniper, with a Reaper, you know, and then when I shot those guys, like. Lightened up a little. Hey, what's up, dude, man? How you doing, brother? How you been okay? And I'm like, okay, he, like, he likes me again. I love gunning with a 50 cal in Iraq tomorrow. That was the shit right there. Remember everybody, like, you were supposed to shoot a warning shot. So you just, like, did a burst, but your first hit in the road in front of them. That was, like, Wild West. I hate Baghdad when we were stuck in traffic jam. I know a former Marine that was in our platoon that fired one of the most wicked warning shots of all time. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was that that warning guy. What kind of warning shot did you call that? A stern one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make the mistake again twice. Hey, listen. Um, no, you were talking about first arm press. The, the the thing that turned the tables. I walked into the remember the the big room where they, you know, where they had the mats for the combatives tournament. Nick, you guys remember? Well, he was yeah rolling in there with uh, Sergeant Mikhail, and I walked in. And he was like, Britson, you know, the fuck do you want? I said, nothing for Sergeant. I'm just uh, sitting here watching. He goes, bullshit. Get on the mat or get out. And then proceeded to ragdoll me for like three or four weeks. Like, you know, I'd come in and, and then that was it. I did that one tournament yeah. and did well, and him and I were good. Yeah, he's got a he's got a gym now, and uh, yeah, I always, I always tell people that he was one of the best first arms that I've ever seen in my life and uh, ever did. And like I said, I could have I could have complained all I wanted and whined, but that's what WTF moments is for. I, I you know that. It's tough love back in the day, man. I mean, you didn't you didn't get it. Too much better back that company. You guys, you guys remember yeah. I used to do this knife fighting for PT? Yeah. <laughs> and Sergeant Major got pissed at him. Why are you yeah. teaching these guys knife fighting? Because it's my platoon. I'm gonna teach them that. Yeah. <laughs> because they because they might need to knife fight. Like they might need to knife somebody. Yeah. Yeah. For Never sure. know. Might need a cake too. <laughs> you know what, Dave? I, when I when I came to the eighty second, you know, I was like, it can't be that bad, you know. It, it oh, God, I, I'm Here we go. It can't be as hard as us. So the Sopsy community is like, hey, the eighty second sucks, and I'm like, no, I'm a positive guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna rock on through. All right, and then I get to this office that I have to report to, and there's David fucking Beal, right? And I'm like, yeah. holy shit! I'm like, this is who's gonna be in charge of this? Oh, like, right. That's the first time you got scared. Don't lie. Right. I was scared. That's right. the first yeah. time I was scared. And, and so, like, I get Shut smoked down. all week. All week, I get smoked by Deal because he thought I was Britain. So, Jordan no. didn't show up to a formation. So, every time he saw me, because we were the new guys, he just pushed me. And then my team leader would have to go up to him and be like, hey, why are you smoking control? What do you do? Oh, oh, this is Cottrell? No, it's Britson. Dude, I forgot about that. No, no, no. no. It, it, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, it. Was, honestly, now that I think about it, it honestly, I can't help but smile. Because Nick earned him. He earned him back. <laughs> Nick, yeah, where'd I mean, you I go? Think, that's the way to go. I think he left. I think we hurt his feelings. No, no I'm here. Okay. I am here. All right. But uh, hey, you got any questions, Dave, or anything uh, you want us to talk about? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know things like this that you're Where's doing. Paris here at? Get that on are, here. Uh, in, 
that are on Instagram and whatnot. And those guys are meeting with a lot of success. I think I think it is, oh, I think it has a chance like well, like we on, are doing. Uh, in, yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like on Instagram, there's a thing called the Tasteless Gentleman. There's a bunch of dudes, you know, drink beer and whatnot. And they have, they have kind of like a podcast where they just bullshit about current events. And, you know, they kind of do it by like, remember those commercials, uh, like man rules, you know? It's they, a point, Dave. This is like my push-ups used to make me do. It's too much, too many. What's no, up? No, I am, I am coming to a point. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. It's just that they're straight up guys sitting there drinking a beer, bullshitting about like dude things. And I'm just saying that I think this has an opportunity for you guys to, you know, do something with this. That's all I'm saying. We actually also, like what Nick said in the beginning about with uh, veteran suicide, we even had that in Charlotte come. So, yeah. I mean, it's important yeah. to us, but most of all, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I miss you little assholes, and I don't know why this didn't happen sooner. Well, I'm well, sorry that was busy, you know, weaving a blanket of freedom, all right? Joe was doing whatever he was at Home Depot, all right? Dave was building the force, right? And so it, it took this coronavirus, whatever. Bring us all back together. Get us all back together because now I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? If I'm bored, imagine somebody like got to be like me. Imagine somebody party. with no fucking brain. You yeah. Know, right? Like I want to get this guy on the camera and I want to talk to him because I love him and I, and I don't want anything bad to happen to him. Yeah, and then, like I said, that's what we need people watching to do, you know? We need to have them understand that, hey, spread it around. If you know a veteran that's struggling, like, hey, watch this show, man. You know, bring them on there. We'll talk to you. You know, you got a business going on. Hey, sorry, Dave, I kicked the wrong Dave off. I was like, oh, man, I'm not tinkering around. What the hell happened? <laughs> hey, what happened? What happened to Paris, man? I know, he was on here. I mean, Paris got hit by a dish guy. You know? Yeah, dude, remember how that shit went right along, like, the back of his hey, neck, listen. like, right along his hey, spine, too? Hey, wait. Don't tell it. Let him tell it. Get him on here and let him tell it real quick. Yeah. Hell yeah. Paris, yeah. He was, I was sitting in the truck with him. He yeah, Britson, Britson, Britson and I had to go through gunner drills, man. Like, Paris on the gun yeah. just slaying lead down 20th Street. Listen. And then, you know, we're doing yeah. our gunner drill. We're prepping. And I look at Britson. Hey, you know, whoever's lap he falls on. You know, yeah. the other guy's getting on the gun, and Paris falls on me, you know, all shot up in his arm and stuff. And I just look at Britson, and Britson's like, fuck. Yeah. And he gets up Paris, on the gun and just lays waist. Paris, get on here, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I just messaged him. told him to get his ass. That was the whole story. Let's get him on here. Is that, no, it was that video? Do you, guys all, do you guys still all got that video? Was it Murphy made? Uh, the that, one that I made? Yeah, the one that Joe made. Oh, did you make? You didn't make no. that. Come on, Joe. Come on, no, Joe. Listen, no. Knock it off. Hey, Murphy. Murphy made one, the hip hop, <laughs> and it was kind of like clips. I made one that, like, me and Cosmo went through, like. You made one daily. in country. Like the last four or five months. Anytime <laughs> we get a good video, remember, Dave? Remember how many times we'd add to that video in the room? How many times I want to take the laptop and snap it in half because so using that that program that kept freezing? <laughs> right. hey, remember, 
We made it work. Some whatever of those videos say, I can't share, the though. The name of that video, whenever I find it, is named Murph something. So it wasn't you, yeah, Joe. It was a good video, video though. Hey, I appreciate it. Dude, that was a good video, man. I wish I had it. That's what I was saying, too, like about coming on here and talking about that stuff in Baghdad. Like I, had, I had pictures of my room and everything and, like, pictures of my laptop. Like, I was sitting on that laptop that got blown up. And then, like, I had to Dude, pull that stuff when up. I picked you up. What's hey, when that? I picked you up, when I picked you up, you had it in the tough box in the back of your truck. Yeah, I got it there, actually. That came down there. You're like, check this out. Brits in the save my face. And yeah. you held the laptop just peppered. It was uh -huh. No lie, dude. I was hitting enter on that bitch when that thing hit. I know. I sent him a message, too. He said he's trying to find the link again. Hey, uh, hey so Scott, to to hear what Amy just said on Facebook. Yeah, I right? know. It's been forever. Right. And, Amy, that's, uh, that's what we're trying to get at. And there's a lot of guys sitting here right now with a half-empty bottle of Jack or empty bottle of Jack Daniels that – you know, hey, come on and talk to us, man. We'll we'll chat with you. We'll set you straight. You know, we'll tell you whether or not you're being a pansy or whether or not you need to go get help. You know, so like. I text Harris in the chat. Hopefully, it's on the top of the chat, isn't it? Or is it pinned or something? Let me give a shout out to Amy real quick. We even let Marie on this page, you know. I think I think Amy and Angela, both close friends of mine, always will always be friends of mine, obviously um family and uh yeah so we got marines on this page too so you're good amy we haven't kicked you yet yeah i, mean, I can't promise you crayons but we could pay you in crayons if you ever want to come on so uh, that's what we'll do yeah so any guys any guys want to be facebook heroes and warriors that's cool but man come on man come on here come on here we'll, we'll uh tell us what's going on uh the shirt i'm wearing is the only shirt i wore for like the first year i was in the army because i didn't have any clothes and uh, Legends Pub on Bragg Boulevard, they gave me a shirt. PPR. Yeah, and then we used to go in there and drink Pabst Blue Ribbon. And yeah, I did. I remember drinking PPR. Yeah. Drink bottom of the cap had a, a, a card on it. So whoever had the worst hand at the end of the night had to pay the entire tap, right? So all you had was 400 bottle caps up here. Like, people are slamming six beers to try to get their royal flush. You know, and it, it's just, it's just great. It was a great time at Legends Pub on Bragg Boulevard. Yeah, remember Brad, the, uh, hey, hey, Bragg Boulevard hey, in was a fun place to be on the weekends. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nick, Nick, I still got that picture. Uh, I still got the picture you holding the Legends t-shirt up on the, uh, 1150 on the Alpha Armor. Oh, me and, uh, the famous guy from the State of the Union address? Oh, yeah. Williams. Oh, the other Williams. Where's the other, where's Brandon? Oh, Brand Brandon. Oh, where's Brandon? I want to talk about that. He'll start crying. He's from Detroit, man. Oh, uh, yeah, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> those guys. I, I keep trying to tell people that the only honest thing I say on Facebook is happy birthday. Right? So, like, I post stuff, and these people, they, they keep, they're great. They're great people. You know, they're like, I'm going to sound like Trump here, like Big Ocean. They're great people. <laughs> they're they're great. People. They're they're the greatest great people. people ever. Right, they 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 argue with me on Facebook, and I'm like, I dude, I don't care. They share links. I I don't read the links. Right, I just I come up with whatever I want to say, and they're like, did you even read the link? And I'm like, yes, even though I didn't. You know, and I'm like, I I don't care. Like it's it's literally a statement to get your brain to work, whether or not you agree with it or not. Um, and so and like we know as veterans, 
you only need about 10% truth in a story, and then you can take it from there. You just, yeah. Oh, hey, I got to say something real quick in the chat, Nick. This is pretty funny. Amy wrote, at least using this for forum, someone can't set the house on fire. I'm in the backyard. Hey. <laughs> you got thrown. Like, you guys almost burnt my house down on a Super Bowl. <laughs> we need to clarify this was not me. What was the guy's name? Mercer? Whoa, wait, wait, what? You were out there, Dave. You almost burnt my house down. You were the first person. When I went, came running downstairs, you're like, I'm so sorry. It wasn't my fault. That's exactly <laughs> what you said to me. Wait, hey, clarify. I, I want to hear this. Elaborate, no, no, no. Please. This was Mercer. This was not me. My wife yeah. comes upstairs in the middle of this Super Bowl party. The Packers just got up by like 21 points. So I'm jumping up and down, all happy, right? And she's like, I want everybody out. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, but we're winning. What, what's going on? I don't know. She's like, they just want to be close. You know, so I go down there. And then, you know, poor Becky dealing with us all the same time. You know, like, she, she's sitting there. She looks outside, and there's flames, you know, five feet high on the patio. Oh, shit. Because these, these idiots, they, they tried to start a fire with actual gasoline for my lawnmower. So they poured it, and it dripped all the way around to the patio. And when they lit it, the whole patio blew up. I, mean, I, I, I don't know what. I mean, I can't even go with you guys. Was, was, was Dave uh, like throwing books in there and speaking German? No. The blame does no, not go to me. It was all Mercer. It was all Mercer. Hey, Mo, you on? Doc Mo. Anybody who doesn't know Doc Mo, uh, he's a, he likes to do coffee talks. And uh, There he is. You know, he, he's an emotional guy. So we're here yeah. for you. Uh, what do you got to say? Well, yeah. I, was just, I was just here to party. Yeah, right. I heard there was a party out here. Right. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, Doc Mo, I'm going to put you back in the guest. You can keep watching, though. All right. Hey, so those of you who don't know Preston Paris, all right, he's a, he owns his own supplement store. Uh, it's taken him about 17 years to get as big as me. Um, but... <laughs> He's old. Yeah. I mean, he's a gymnast, right? He's like 5'7", 180 of all muscle. So, yeah. Have fun, it's dude. It's Yeah. Although his, his bench press form still sucks. Well, yeah, I get on it. Like that one on the Never all the way down. Today. Never all the way down. Like, literally, he'll be like Sarge back. Leave him alone. Yeah. It's almost like watching someone sneeze when they do the... <clears throat> So Dave's legs, right? Not a big deal. Right. So he came from this country over there on the other side of the ocean, right? And he's like, "Hey, soccer is the best sport, you know." And we're like, "No, no, it's not." Dave, stop. Yeah. America, you're like you're American. He called it football though. Don't even, don't even try it. Right. So we're sitting here yeah. in in Baghdad, and I was like, "All right, Dave, I'm done with this argument." I was like, "You're gonna get two guys." that played soccer in high school and I'm going to get two guys. No, we were in Bakuba and I'm going to get two guys oh, dude, Bakuba, between the birds. Yes. Yes. I was like, yes. I have to get two guys that play football and I took Joey and I took uh, Peterson. Right. And you picked Aguiano and somebody else. And we Three boys from Wisconsin, Iowa, and Michigan. Never played soccer we, in my life. Never, well, never we played, a, played a lick of soccer. 
but we were just better athletes, you know. So like we destroyed you. I mean, it wasn't even close. So I mean, that kind of ended that argument. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't I don't recall any of those events occur. That was a good time. That place got blown up after we left. It did. Hey, hey, Nick. Was that where the 573 cab was or whatever when it got hit? Was that you guys that were there right before that? That was Barcuba. We're talking about the second deployment. When we went to Baghdad, we stayed on this little shitty place called – what was it called? Baladia? Baladia? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we left that place, and then they got got blown up. I think Sarah Major Ali, all those people died. Well, they came out with it. I think they came out with a targeting packet for uh, General Ali after we left. So yeah, every time he was on mission with us, nothing happened. As soon as we're, as soon as we're <laughs> yeah. without him, vehicles start blowing up. Things that yeah, yeah. that was Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ronaldo comes out of his shoe, and he's and he's like, "Hey, where are we going today?" And I'm like, "Ronaldo, you know I can't tell you that because you're dirty." You know. Hey Nick. And he's like, Nick. he's like, he's like, he's like. No. I need to know where we're going. And I was like, Ronaldo, I'm not telling you where we're going because I know. You know, and I, I can't tell you. He goes, No, seriously, I need to know because either I bring nine mil or I bring my AK forty seven. So depending on the area that he went, he would just take a nine mil and shove it in his sweatpants. Shove it in his sweatpants. Why you carry around that can of whiskey? Oh, remember those? Dirty. Yeah, we're going yeah. this zone, and he's like, okay, he puts body armor on, gets an AK-47 with a 100-round drum, and he's like, all right, let's go. You know, like, okay, we're going to that zone. Ronaldo was our gangster-ass interpreter from the Samara deployment. Ronaldo basically joined up with us because he saw that his side was losing. Right, and, and so I was... And decided, I'm going to pick sides with you guys, but somehow magically never got a scratch on him. You remember when we we got pushed out uh, to uh, Bakuba? We remember we were staged at that house, and it was ridiculous. It was like there was like 150 of us at this house, and it was like, man, if we get hit right now, we we were so on top of each other. But he, I had his, I had his do rag tied like Tupac from above the rim, and it was hanging up. Yep. The guy came with his Tupac over there a lot. He goes, you don't know me, and gave him the peace sign. And he told us. Do you remember when he told us when he went on leave, like his? Yeah, and like somebody, and he jumped out with his gun. You don't know me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, man. The last thing I'll talk about Ronaldo is he comes outside and he goes, "Hey, just so you know, give me your, give me your Pepsi." And that's how they kind of talk to you. They didn't understand the verb and the pronoun that kind of stuff. And I was like, "I'm not giving my Pepsi, Ronaldo. I've been saving this for about a week, you know." And he's like, "No, I needed to put in my whiskey." And I was like. Well, why, oh why, why? And he goes, because I'm driving to Kirkuk and I might get killed. You know, and I'm like, and I'm like, Ronaldo, I don't even care about that. I'm going to drink my Pepsi, you know, but you know what? It's yeah. cold. So I, yeah. and, uh, and I go, what are you going for anyways? He goes, I have to drop off six RPGs in my closet. And I was like, and I was like, why? I was like, why do you have six RPGs in your closet, Ronaldo? And Ronaldo goes, well, because after you guys leave, you kill all the Kurds. So that's exactly exactly what he said to me. All the courage. Yo, you guys remember in August in Samara too? Like, uh, remember yeah. there? Like, I don't know how, but uh, those Sudanese foreign fighters that came into town. Yeah, we'll get into that another time. We're running out yeah. of time. Yeah. 
So, uh, like I said, today we'll talk about it. If you guys, you can see the number on the bottom of the page, the access code. Please access it. Uh, come on, yeah. we'll talk. I'm about to fire the grill up. I'm going to cook some burgers. Uh, but next week, hey, we're bringing our boy on Bo. Right? Bo's a real special guy. Right? And he's going he's gonna to spend some time talking about how the 18 series is actually there to support the infantry. And then he's going to tell us about his real estate business. So it's going to be a really good time. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Had a blast. All right. Self-line. <laughs>